Be good. <laughs> Hello there, friends and strangers who have tuned in to the Monkey Tooth Podcast. It's your pal, Andrew, with my wife, Tiffany, and our little dog, Pele. We're traveling North and Central and South America on our way from California to Alaska down to Argentina in our custom-built Sprinter van. We are currently in Utah having a mixed bag of a great time. Uh, I think uh, if you've listened to any episodes recently, you've heard about our little dog Pele having been bitten by a rattlesnake. He has survived and uh, he's with us. Anyway, I'll tell you a little bit more about that in the next episode, which is coming out today with this one. This is part one of a two-part block. What you're going to hear today are uh, the sons of uh, Charis and Dulcie Ford, who are in the next episode. This is Phoenix and Cassius, and these guys are special uh, for a number of reasons, not the least of which is the fact that they gave me kind of a, a portion of their golden hour, which I remember from being a kid, is when you get home from school and you got just this little window of time to do whatever the hell you feel like doing. Um, in between, you know, getting home from school, eating dinner, doing homework, and going to bed, you got a little bit of free time. And these characters gave me some of that, and I'm very uh, grateful for that. And, uh, you know, being around kids for me, it reminds me of being around my own uh, sweet, intelligent, and fun nephews and nieces who I miss very much. Uh, these kids are so bright. And so interesting and have such a rich experience underneath their belts already. Um, you're going to hear all about it in this episode. We talk about a few things. Um, so on the website, mtp.dog, under the uh, listen to the podcast page, if you find their names, Phoenix and Cassius, you'll see a picture of them. And you'll see all kind of links there uh, to things that we've talked about in the podcast, like the little camp that they go to that you'll hear about. There's things like that in there. And they've got some hilarious YouTube videos that are so cool. You've got to go see them. And um, also, all the songs that I use in these uh, podcasts are up there as well for every episode. And there's links there. You can click on the song. It'll take you right to a place where you can purchase that song, not from me, but from someone else. And uh, yeah, check that out. All right, I'm going to shut up now. There's more coming in Charis and Dulcie's episode next. Hope you enjoy this. I certainly did. Okay. Until next time, bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you very much for agreeing to be the youngest guests ever on the Monkey Tooth Podcast. Very excited to have you both on here. Can you uh, both, or one at a time, please tell me your full names. Okay. All the names. Phoenix, Fuller, Thelonious, True, Heart, Skookum, River, Blythe, Ford. And my name is Cassius Khalil Huckleberry Holden Light, Kentucky River Bend Ford. Whoa, <laughs> that is intense. Do you both know like the full meaning behind your whole names? Mostly. Um, mostly? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know it. what all of my names, where they come from or what yeah. they mean. I know what my names mean. I don't know. I don't necessarily know why they were all chosen, but... Yeah, yeah me neither. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's, you got a whole lifetime to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. 
So, uh, Cassius, how old are you? I am 15. And Phoenix? I'm 11. 11. And we're living in Telluride, Colorado, just outside of Telluride. Yeah. Um, near Telluride. Near, near enough. Yeah. Undisclosed location. <laughs> top secret. I'm not going to give away any addresses. Uh, so how long have you guys lived here where we are right now? Four, four years. Yeah, four, years. four years. But you've lived many places. Many places. <laughs> many places. Yeah. You want to tell me some yeah. of them? Yeah. So um, I was born here in this house where we are now. I was born really? in New Mexico. Yeah. And after I was like three and we moved to New Mexico where Phoenix was born and we lived there for eight years. And oh, actually between, before Phoenix was born, we went and lived in Canada for like six months. And then after Phoenix was born, we We lived in Canada again for six months. And then we went to Bali and lived there for eight months. We didn't live in Australia. We didn't, we went there. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> and we went to, and we lived in California after that. No, we lived in New Mexico and then California. In and California. then here. That's yeah. when I met you guys in yeah. California and um, Point Arena. Yeah. Did you guys live in Point Arena or in Wallala? We right. lived in Wallala. Wallala, yeah. Wallala, okay. So this whole time, you guys, since you've started school, have been going back and forth between like some homeschool situation and some like just, I don't know what to call it, regular school situations. Yeah. Um, which has been your favorite? Which do you like better? It depends. It depends on what the homeschool situation is and what the school is. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. What changes in the homeschool situation? Uh, um, well, I've done homeschool a lot, and um, it has all worked quite well till this last year of homeschooling, because yeah. this was my first year in high school, so we had to go uh-huh. with the curriculum program, and it didn't work very well. Yeah, and it kind I'm of depends super, on what you're doing. Yeah, I'm super glad to be doing school now. I'm yeah. very, 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 very glad. How about Not you? to be homeschooling anymore. Yeah, um, last year I did a curriculum because it was easier for both of us to do a curriculum, and I think I'll, I'm glad to do school, school this year too. Yeah. Now, does, do you think your mom was it your mom mostly teaching you guys, or both mom and dad? We kind of taught ourselves. We oh, just wow. got books and things when we were younger, like five. I, my mom would teach me, but yeah, that's way cool. My program was online, and I was doing two different ones. One of them was really cool, but one was really not cool. So yeah, what do you, what do you like? Yeah, what way? Um, I did one called Oak Meadows where we. I had a teacher and or teachers for each of my classes in Vermont, and they had a really cool curriculum with cool subjects. My English was uh, Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey. Oh, that's cool. Which was really fun to do. And your first year of high school. Yeah, that was my first year of high school. That's awesome. I didn't get turned yeah. on to that book until I was like 30. So that's yeah, that good. was really awesome. <laughs> nice jump start. Yeah. And then the other program was Brigham Young University has a high school homeschooling program which was really lame it was lame yeah really hard to do spanish on a computer yeah without somebody yeah. there kind of yeah and like did you have do your parents speak spanish did um, you get to, my mom is pretty yeah. fluent in spanish yeah so that helped yeah sure. and we know a bunch of people who are fluent in spanish yeah so. that's the best way to learn yeah so just talk it yeah so what about you did you find any of that stuff lame or good or um I haven't done a curriculum much last year. Was that the only year I did a curriculum? I think so. Yeah, and you only did it for half the year. I Yeah, I only did the curriculum for half the year. Other times I do things just like 
books and yeah. Khan Academy and those things. Well, now the school that you're going to now is not, I think, what most kids out there are experiencing in no. school. Yeah. It's a like, yeah, it's an outdoor education school. So yeah. I guess next week, Phoenix is going to the Great Sand Dunes. Oh, yeah. And two yes. weeks, so excited. that's so cool. And two weeks, I'm biking White Rim. Really? In, What's White Rim? It's a 100 mile trail in Kenyans National Park. Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. Are you like an overnight sort of thing? You guys um, camp it's out? It's going to be five days. Wow. Oh, no. Yeah. Wow. We, cool. It goes by the Colorado. Yeah. It's islands in the sky. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And are you camping out at the sand dunes? Yeah, I'll be camping for five days. That's awesome. What a cool school. Yeah. And I mean, just yesterday, I talked to you briefly, Cassius, about like what you were doing and you, Phoenix, about your homework assignments. And they're not like what I grew up with as yeah. homework assignments. What's what's up with the um, school? And it sounds like a pretty I have hip some place. really good teachers. My two favorite teachers or my math teacher and my English teacher, no, um, history. history teacher. And actually, they're married. Um, oh, that's cool. It was cool. Yeah. Um, and our math teacher is really good at teaching math and making it interesting to learn. I'm doing geometry, and um, he doesn't believe in homework, interestingly enough, so I we like never get any already. math homework. Yeah. Yeah, and his my wife. My math teacher does believe in homework. <laughs> yeah, making up for what he doesn't have to do. <laughs> His wife, Mary, um, she's our history teacher, and she's we're doing like a big history course from the beginning of the universe to, I think we're ending around the rise of the Roman Empire, or maybe the beginning the of the universe to the rise of the Roman Empire. Yeah, I, I hope it's the rise of the Roman Empire. I don't like the Romans. Yeah. <laughs> but um, That's a big I'm, course. Yeah. yeah. I'm also cover. doing honors history with her, where I get to write my own essay it's 25 pages mla which is double spaced so yeah. <laughs> not, not quite as not, not quite as big as 25 right. pages not double spaced yeah yeah that's and what's your deal are you liking your uh, uh, so my main homeroom teacher history teacher um she i already knew her before so it was good <laughs> yeah. and then i have a lot of nice teachers um, yeah, my homework's pretty cool too. Right now, I'm actually writing a story based on my side of the mountain. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What's it like a fiction? You can like creative. Fiction, yeah, yeah, realistic fiction though. It has to be real- realistic. You can't just like be a magic wizard who destroys like anything. <laughs> you have to <laughs> gotta be within the bounds of reality, mm-hmm. but made up. Yeah. Then I also have math homework, a lot of that, and then. English homework and history homework. and So there's some normal stuff. Yeah. Some yeah. stuff that everybody would expect. What's really funny is that our math teacher actually teaches our whole, all the math courses he teaches as a game of Dungeons and Dragons. Really? With every class. Yeah. Has a different team, and they're all competing in a game of Dungeons and Dragons. Whoa. Are you in that same? No, you're in a different I math wish. class. Yeah. I don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons other than it, the people who are really into it are way, way, way yeah. into it. 
Sounds like your teacher is super deeper into it. He's well, mm, I don't know. It's not really technically Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. He's changed the rules so it works better for his math class. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like you're sitting there with the cards and the whole thing. Like, yeah, Dungeons do and Dragons dice? doesn't have cards. It doesn't. It okay. has dice. Dice. Got and it. he does have a hundred-sided dice. A hundred-sided dice. Yeah. What does that look like? It's yeah. like a sphere, basically. How big is it? Like, just like, you can't see that, but he held up something about the size of a half dollar. Like, um, a little bit bigger, maybe like a Like a tangelo? tennis ball. Tennis ball. All right. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I want to see that. Let's Google that in a minute. <laughs> All right. So you're in quasi-normal school at the moment. Yeah. Um, but you guys have been, sounds like, a lot of different places. And when I met you two, you'd just come back from Bali. Yeah. Uh, where you were given a scholarship because you were the greenest kid on the planet. Was that on the? Earth. It was called the greenest student on earth. Greenest student on earth. And I remember watching your YouTube video, which we'll put a link up because I want everybody in the planet to see this YouTube video where you were describing. Um, the, well, you admi- yeah. immediately were like, hey, probably the greenest kid on the planet is, is in, in a hut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'll take the award anyway. Yeah. That was pretty hip. So tell me about the Green School. Um, the Green School... Uh, hmm. was The Green awesome. School... Yeah, it was... You went yeah, too, it, right? Yeah, it, it was... It was no beautiful. Walls. No walls. All made of bamboo and grass. So all grass, actually, because bamboo is technically grass. Right. And um, very beautiful. It, the, in terms buildings. of, like, teaching, it was, it was kind of normal. Yeah, well, we did have a teacher who did... I can't remember what they called it, but it was like green studies, something like that. And I'm not sure. I can't remember what my class did, did, but I think Phoenix's class did like foraging, which is kind of interesting in Bali because it's just like fruit everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. 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 And it wasn't the best place in Bali in general, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was pretty and a pretty nice place in Bali. I don't know. It's weird to be in Bali because it's. So colonial, it's just white people uh, who have like are paying like cents for people to like make food and yeah. do all this stuff. And the politics there were really weird. The guy who'd founded it, John Hardy, he was like telling all these teachers to make a curriculum that he said he was going to share with the world, but actually he had the secret for-profit business they hadn't told anybody about where he was selling this what? curriculum. And we had some friends who were working for that for-profit business, and they told on him, Whoa. and they moved to Australia. And then we laughed after that, and a bunch <laughs> of people laughed. So Wow. It, yeah. Like international yeah. intrigue. Yeah, it, crazy. John Hardy was pretty creepy. Yeah. Yeah, when, when Charis got his job, he was head wow. of communications. John said, um, you won't tell them half the truth or I'll drive a metal spike through your tongue. And I have many on hand. Wow. Plenty on hand, I think. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's a creepy dude. That would have been yeah. the last day of the job for me. Yeah. <laughs> My first and last day. Yeah, and the second, the, like when we were leaving Dulcie, that's our mother, uh, <laughs> she uh, got in a motorcycle accident. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Were you guys with her? I was happened? with her. Yeah, yeah. we'd gone asleep. to the ATM to get some money because we were getting on the boat back to um, mainland so we could get 
on our plane. Yeah. And um, we had ha- we had rented this motorcycle and it was broken and we didn't realize. It had happened to me once with my dad and I on it where the brakes wouldn't work. Oh. And she got on it and started it and the brakes wouldn't work. So, but there were two um, old women in front of her. So she decided she was going to go around them before getting off the bike. So yeah. she didn't run them over. And she did, but she hit the wall. Oh. Um And I was on the beach and I saw her legs come up over the wall. And by the time I'd come back, she'd come back into consciousness. But uh, one of these old ladies picked her up and uh, marched her off to the hospital, which was a block away. But but the the hospital, hospital yeah, it was like super unsanitary. They did really bad surgery and she came to get it redone in California. In in mainland Bali, actually. Oh, really? She got all all her stitches on her face redone because... And the ones that she didn't got really infected and swell, oh, no. swole up. That must have been a really terrifying thing to see. Your yeah, mom. It was pretty terrifying. She got her, the handle of her motorcycle through her cheek. Oh, my God. Yeah. Holy crap. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, and that was your, that's how you left Bali. Yeah, that was our last, the uh, second to last day. We left the next day. And your dad had a seizure yeah, our while dad you were there, right? got epilepsy got yeah. adult onset it's, a, it's actually kind of a funny not really funny story but it's just it's an interesting story he the night before we realized he um he there was this line and it was like the line to the funeral yeah it was the and, line and that like, marks the edge of the graveyards he, in Bali. He, wow. and he, he wasn't like his our driver uh what was his putu. name putu yeah he told him putu. not to cross it and then the next day he got epilepsy yeah, Whoa. he crossed this line. Also, a little bit before, this guy had done this like electroshock therapy on Dulcie and Charis, where he basically just plugged a plate into the wall and touched it, and then channeled the electricity through his body and then into Dulcie and Charis. Whoa! And he did it like here uh, on their like third eye till they could see like stars. I remember we were playing with Legos, and then the lights go out and we heard oh, yeah it was no. crazy that's so bananas the, that was two weeks before and then after he did that thing going into a graveyard after dark when he wasn't supposed to um, <laughs> he yeah he had a seizure the next night and wow. yeah that was actually before we started school and um, he didn't think that he, he thought it was like totally new but he went to the doctor and He's had this thing for a long time that he called the thing you can't remember, which started when we were in Canada. And uh, his first one, I was on his back and we were on the beach and he had like a mystical experience. And um, it turns out that it was a petite mall. I think it was me, but I don't know. Oh, it could have been. I don't know. I forget. It's hard to know. Yeah. So there's a grand mall and a a petite mall. A grand mall and a petite mall. Yeah. So the petite mall is like... Um, it's it's like super deja vu. Your whole you can't talk. Usually, it messes with your speech center. At least for Charis, this is the yeah. case. And then he has all these like epiphanies about the meaning of the universe, but they can't, can't say them. Explain it later yeah. or oh. remember it later. He Terrible curse. It like yeah, the entire universe was an elephant. That, or he like said. Oh. That's, that's how he described it. <laughs> the entire universe was an elephant. He said something like that, yeah. With the eats and picks everything up with a trunk, but poops just like everything else. <laughs> it's got to be it. We'll solve it before this podcast is over. <laughs> he also had 
he also has these he had these things he was calling a dumb out which was like halfway between the two where he didn't have a mystical experience he just couldn't talk wow. or yeah. remember anything or he, he could kind of yeah talk. he could what was that like for you guys um, to experience uh, I think my worst experience with that was I and him were shopping and he had a dumb out and those can last for like hours. So I, we had to check out and he was like completely confused. Whoa. And, uh, the lady asked for the credit card. And he, he was like, he took out his wallet and he pulled out all these cards and he found one and he said, the swippy swipey and went over and oh, swiped no. his credit card. It was very funny. How old were you? Um, yeah. How old was I? Um, I was in Bali, right after Bali. So you were. I was in uh, sixth grade, so I was. You're eleven. Eleven. Wow. Uh, Yeah, maybe twelve actually, because it was. I don't know. Yeah, we don't have to be too precise. Oh yeah, yeah, it was (laughs) twelve. We're gonna put it on the permanent record. You're going with twelve. I'm right. If you're wrong, you owe me five dollars. It's like a one in a hundred chance that you got get you get rid of his the. epilepsy and he did he i think it's more than that i think it's like super rare yeah, yeah to be able to beat it and yeah and he doesn't have anything yeah. anymore and he's no, like no vis- no visible uh, yeah and he's on he's been on a medication for a long time but he's at like at the lowest amount like yeah. nobody is on that amount of medication wow it shouldn't do anything <laughs> that's amazing yeah well it's clean living out here in the beautiful air of colorado yeah. having a yeah. Pretty relaxed environment to, to live in. It's pretty nice help. out here compared to... It's crazy like, Bali. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've and, never been to Bali, but I hear then, like, it's we're bananas. California because that's we live by the streets there. Mm-hmm. And there's not many streets here. Nope. Not many streets. We took a really yeah. nice long walk today and uh, didn't encounter any streets. It's a pretty nice place. Yeah. yeah. So um, let me ask you about this. You both have got some pretty hip hobbies, in my opinion. Uh, I know Phoenix, you're really into herbalism, yeah. and you've got a number of interests, uh, the mythology and paganism. Yeah. But you both together are real um, keen on foraging and primitive skills. Primitive skills. Yeah. Primitive skills. Where Where did you pick up the primitive skill thing? I went to something called Walkabout with a man named Andrew Dalberdine, and he is a primitive skills teacher. And since then, yeah, yeah, like I started that when I was four. Yeah, my mom knew him when she was growing up um, because they grew up in the same town. But I started—I can't remember how old I was—five. 
I can't remember. He used to let very small kids come on this walk That's about, then, and he'd take them I, out I for a day. I remember being so jealous because it, the, as as Colin, his uh, nephew, friend, grew up, yeah. the age limit went higher and higher. Oh no! And I never could go on walkabout. <laughs> oh, did you never? So you never got to go? Recently, no, he no, no. he has been He's able been to like, go. It it was like uh, a few years ago. Like no, not not a few years ago. Yeah. It was like five. Five years ago, yeah. That's I'm, that's cool. Yeah. So you've you've been on the walkabout yeah. many yeah. times since. Yeah. And um, he goes to something called Winter Count, and uh, that's a primitive skills gathering in. Well, it just moved, but somewhere in the Sonoran Desert. Oh, and, that's cool. Uh, one year, I and Phoenix and his nephew Colin, and Titus, who's another one of our friends, we all went to Winter yeah, Count then, for the first time, and we've been there every year for eight, eight years. Yeah. The next. The next year after that, my friend Elio came, and then... And my El- friend Joseph. And then, so, and then his sister came, Tiger Lily, who's also my friend. Tiger Lily? Tiger Lily. That's a hip name. Yeah, yeah. we've been coming ever since, except for Tiger Lily. She doesn't come all the time. So yeah. She usually me, comes. She usually comes. Tell me about it. What is it? Like, um, so, well, it's, it's a bunch like of people... You go, out, yeah. you go out into the desert for a week, mm-hmm. and um, there are teachers and you can just sign up for different classes they will teach you things like it's not survival really because you can it's like you can do a hand drill fire but you can also make uh stone pendants and you can do all these different many uh primitive skills that's cool so building everything from a shelter to jewelry to how to find different animals i took uh do you have you ever heard of ohm uh uh uh, I really like alphabets. It's one of my areas of interest. And um, so Ohm is a Celtic alphabet uh, that the Druids used. It was their sacred alphabet. Okay. And it consists of like a center line with strokes coming off of it or going through it. And I took a class on Ohm last year. So it's really anything that's... At the primitive skills. Yeah. Uh, so Whoa, that's a broad last Yeah, it's, range. A, it's a broad range last of Last year I took my first spinning class, and I've been doing it ever since. I love spinning wool. What do you mean spinning? Spinning like, wool into yarn. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. from like from an animal's yeah. back so, yeah. into well, a yarn to, that you can sew with. spindle. With a right. drop spindle. Which is you spin it with your hands instead of a spinning wheel. That's yeah. cool. Wow. Yeah, there's some really awesome classes at Wearing Count. Like, I made an, a Mississippian shell hoe, which is like a big mussel that's turned into a gardening tool. That's cool. And I've made an ostrich egg water bottle. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. My, my first memory of a class was cattail whip darts, which works so well. They just... It's like a... It's like you have this cattail thing, and then you have a rope, and this dart, and you yeah. whip it, and it goes miles. <laughs> that's amazing. Now, that you, that's, did you both make an atlatl? Uh, we, yeah, we've made several uh, atlatls. Yeah. That's yeah. one of the easiest things there is yeah. to do. So tell everybody what an atlatl is, an just atlatl, in case you don't know. An atlatl is a stick with a little hook on it, and you put a spear on the hook, and you track it it's a spear checker it's a spear checker yeah what's the uh what's the origin of that um the atlaw was the first like ranged weapon ever invented and it was invented like in different places probably even before 
like the Aboriginals went to Australia because they had atlals. They never invented the bow and arrow, but they had the atlal, yeah. and they got really good the, at it. Yeah. One of the most interesting things I've ever heard is the Australian fire saw, and it is an atlatl on one side, a knife on the other side, and a specially carved piece of wood in the center. You kill the kangaroo, and then you cut open the kangaroo, then you take the can- kangaroo poop, and you saw the kangaroo poop on Tinder. And supposedly that makes a fire. I don't know. Wow. I don't know how. You, you use all with the same tool. tool. All yeah. with the same tool. That's way cool. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, and I guess if you don't have pockets, you gotta you gotta <laughs> work it out. <laughs> Ironically, you're eating things with pockets, but yeah. you yourself don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> That's not part of the primitive skill school. I don't think they would probably tell you yeah. about that. <laughs> so okay, let me let me back up a little bit. So you're both taking these. Primitive skills yeah. classes. Still, you're still doing yeah. this stuff now. We get to go to. We're going to we're, Winter we're Count in di- February. We've been so going to different ones lately. Yeah. yeah. Like last year, we did Rabbit Stick, which is the first primitive skills gathering in America. Then we did Four Corners, which is rather recently. Uh, we did a lot of them. the primitive skills thing. Is I think something that I regret not having been exposed to as a kid i had to pick up a lot of stuff just hiking and figuring things out i really wish because I, I see trees and i don't know what they are i see berries i wonder if that's poisonous or not you know it's really cool that you guys are getting to learn that yeah. now i like uh herbalism mainly but then it extends into just general botany yeah Plant, plants are cool they're very cool I, I remember the first time that i hiked with you guys the first day we met we were walking around at a place that i hiked probably five times a week I would go out for walks in this place and you're like oh these are huckleberries these are edible those are poisonous this is a you guys were like 11 and 5 or something I don't remember how uh, let's see that was I was in um, um, second grade so yeah. that was four you're seven years, years ago. four years old I mean that yeah, yeah that's <laughs> it's amazing to me that you guys knew all this stuff and you had all this information here I am, a grown man, out there lost in the wilderness amongst things I could probably be eating or killing myself yeah. with. And you guys knew all about it. That's really Yeah, that area cool. is probably a really good place for like surviving off the land. Yeah. Where we are right now is really bad. Like, It'd be tough. Really tough. You'd have to be like, like subsisting on meat. elk mainly. Because yeah. like, the other edible things are like... Um, we have organ grapes and those but, those don't have much nutrition they're yeah, really. sour Ugh. tiny and, but the sour is important because it's hard to get yeah. vitamin C so let me ask you this Wait, if, there's a lot of pine trees yeah. yeah you could make some tea with the pine yeah. trees but like if you guys were suddenly just out in the wilderness you feel you would feel confident you could make it yeah. I would stop being um, a vegetarian yeah immediately first thing <laughs> probably i mean you never know like sure. things can go all wrong this summer i was reading uh into the wild oh and chris yeah. mccandles was like totally prepared but he ate a plant and too much of it and nobody realized that this poison that made it so he couldn't metabolize anything and he just yeah. starved because he couldn't yeah. metabolize yeah he had plenty of food yeah. he just couldn't yeah eat it so things can go wrong sure. but i mean i it's a good, it's a, it, it depends on what I had when I got, <laughs> got lost. I think if you get lost without a knife, you are in like much a worse predicament than yeah. if you had a knife when you got lost. Right. And like if you have a blanket, then you're even better off. And yeah. But yeah, I can so be prepared. I can probably do the most important skill for surviving, which is I can do a hand drill fire. So um, 
And that is that what, what kind of fire? Bow drill. Bow drill. Yeah, it's that. a lot harder to make, but easier to do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the hand drill. That's hand crazy. Drill. Yeah. yeah, I, I, and yeah, I still go on walkabout, but I'm in like another level of walkabout, oh, if you would. Cool. <laughs> so I and Colin and Titus and Joseph, that there's four of us, and we go out occasionally, and we do three night, uh, no, two nights, three days. Well, we did. We've done. F- more than that sometimes but we go out and we hike and do stuff yeah yeah and so colin and i are much more into the primitive skills aspect of it than joseph and Tyus. they just like hiking but um (laughs) that would be me i would be enjoying the hike (laughs) but yeah so i can do a hand drill fire which probably would be the most important thing in my opinion because like if you don't have a blanket you can make like a coal bed and Mm. if you don't it's important for a lot of things like sure. water and if you don't have a knife, food you could, and I don't know, cut cut down a tree with fire. <laughs> you can make something. Yeah. So let me ask you this, uh, Phoenix. How does like the primitive skill stuff tie into your love of botany and herbalism? Um, foraging, I like to, uh, and also like botany uh, is very important for survival and primitive skills. Mm-hmm. You could make cordage out of yucca, yeah, or whatever. Dog's bane. Dog's bane. You could, yeah. I, I, and foraging is the main right. primitive skills botany thing. Yeah, <laughs> botany is really cool to me. Uh, I mean, I, I absolutely love plants. I like to grow things. I don't ever. I can never remember the names of anything. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly not the Latin names. But uh, and re- even trees and, and plants. I can never remember what they are. But I love them. They're just beautiful to me. Yeah. And the way that they interact with bugs and us and the microbes in the soil and the mycelium is also fascinating to me. It's funny. It's, I I don't really like Latin names that much because they're hard they're to remember to <laughs> and they're. <laughs> They seem kind of unnecessary a lot of the time because, like, <laughs> I mean, like scrub oak that needs clarification because sure. any oak could be a scrub oak, but like, no one's ever gonna like confused dandelion with like, uh, like angelica. Like, <laughs> the common names work just fine. Yeah. Most angelica of the time. arch angelica. Yeah. What's the weirdest uh, Latin name that either of you can think of? Whether Mah- it's like Mahonius a- aquifolum. Mahonius what? Aquafellum. Aquafellum? What is it? Oregon grape. It's the grape, okay. The one that you don't like, but not very no, nutritious. I, I, I like it. Oh, you do like it's it? It's just hard, not, not, not very nutritious. good to survive on. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, I'm trying to think <laughs> about it. Um, mushrooms have really good last names. Sclerod... Oh, nope, that's that's one that's named after me. Sclariosa uh, frondosa. <laughs> uh, yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Graffola frondosa. No, no, that's not. Uh Geota squarosa is a good Latin Geota name. squarosa. Yeah. And then there's uh, something bisporous. Oh, that uh, one. That one's good. So uh, yeah. weeping willow has an interesting. Uh, one. I have a mushroom named after me. Silicus bevel. Do you? Yeah, I found it in New Mexico. Oh, you do? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. What's it called? It's called scleroderma cachii. Scleroderma cachii. Yeah, it's, that's we have. Awesome. Yeah, we thought it was a truffle, so we got. We, we know David Aurora, who lived in Gualala, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like the mycologist of the, the best of them. And uh, we sent I him. I won't a tell s- Paul Stamets you said that. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just. <laughs> yeah, he's he wrote uh, a really famous mm-hmm. 
mushroom field guide. Um, yeah. And we sent him a sample of this mushroom. He didn't, yeah, he didn't know what it was. So he sent it to his friend who was the truffle expert for the whole world, like the top wow. of the truffle experts. And he decided it was a scleroderma. So he's writing a paper where he, it's going to be named Scleroderma Cassii. That's super cool. Yeah. Can I tell you something? Uh, Tiffany, my wife, who you've met, has this weird, it's almost like a joke ability where you will see something. I'm like, I wonder what that's called. She's like, that's a California brown something or other. And that'll be the stinking name of the thing. She just, for whatever reason, always nails it. Be like, oh, that's that's California fescue. And of course, it's California. Anyway, it's not talk about like ignoring the Latin name. Somehow all she has to do is say what state we're in and then kind of get close to what kind of thing it is. And she gets it it's funny. Lots of things of have so many Latin, uh, common names. I guess that's yeah. why there are Latin names. But like, yeah. like the commonest of plants, like uh, uh, parsley has like so many. It's like devil's oatmeal and devil's <laughs> yeah. guts and like. Mi- mistletoe is devil's oatmeal. Mistletoe is devil's um, oatmeal? Maybe. Is that right? No. I don't know. No, uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm just. I'm glad the devil's eating his oatmeal. That's you know, whatever it takes to Some keep a guy healthy. <laughs> so okay, let me. I'm going to wrap it up because we're about to go eat dinner, and I'm very excited Ooh. about that. I can tell we're all hungry. There's a half-eaten cucumber behind you. Oh yeah. That I know you guys are hungry because you're just straight up munching on that like a couple of mice. <laughs> but uh, before we go, I. Um, Wondered if either of you or both of you would like to tell me a crazy story about your parents. A crazy story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was thinking one first. Um, <laughs> I, I have a really crazy story about my mom. Yeah? Yeah. So when she was little, she lived in Texas. and um, Oh, that one. And her mom, Sally, and her dad, John, uh one day John just decided he was going to file for divorce because they had been living separately for a long time but they weren't legally divorced and he was going to get custody over my mom and they went to court and there was a court battle and they asked my grandmother a bunch of crazy questions like uh, so she had a grilled cheese sandwich nailed to the wall because she'd burnt it and she nailed it to the wall as an homage to cooking so they asked her about that and then her whole kitchen was like wallpapered with tin foil. So they asked her about that. And then also, uh, what else? She'd hung her her husband's suits in a tree because she decided that he wasn't going to use them. So she put them in the tree so birds could nest in them. Yeah, I want to I wanna meet your grandmother already. She sounds <laughs> and, super cool. Um, she, they asked about playing penny whistle, lots of different things. But yeah. basically, they're trying to prove that she was like crazy or something like that. Um, and then John won the court battle, so... Sally didn't see Dulcie very often, but one day she kidnapped Dulcie, and they got in the car and they drove to New Mexico. And beforehand, she had gone to the courthouse and told them that she'd gotten married and that she wanted a new driver's license. And she told them that her last name was Green and that she wanted to use her middle name, which they only had an initial S for, for her first name. So she got her driver's license license under Selena Green. And then she kidnapped my mom, and they went and hid in New Mexico. Um, but then the police came to their neighbor, and they uh, the neighbor told them that they were on the wrong side of the canyon. And they fled to Hillsboro, which is this tiny town, and they went and lived with their friends who were just living out in 
uh, like way far, no roads or anything, like trudge across a river far um, so that they wouldn't be found. And after some time, they went back to the ranch where they were um, living. And uh, eventually, my mom had left, no, my grandmother had left behind Gideon, who is her son, because he'd asked not to be kidnapped. Um, Mm. And uh, he said it was because he knew that she would forgive him for wanting to stay, but his dad wouldn't forgive him for getting kidnapped. <laughs> um, but he never forgave her for leaving him behind. Oh. Um, yeah, but they were the whole time they were on the run. Um, her mom, my grandmother's mom, my great grandmother, um, was sending her like newspapers about um, mothers who'd kidnapped their children and then got caught by the government. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, but then eventually. Eventually, that was resolved. How? I don't I remember how. It was like they outlasted the time that oh, wow. the police were allowed to look for them. And um, jo- uh, Sally went to go get Gideon because John said that he was missing her. Gideon was. Wow. Yeah, but she's li- she's still called Sally. Her name's Diane, but... Still uh, Sally. Sally, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, wow. Yeah, and she still lives in the same place. Same place, yeah. Same place where she ran off to with where her friends live. Wow. That's a pretty intense story. I mean, can you think of anything from here or from something you remember as like a little guy? Crazy travel story. Because you guys have gone all over the place with yeah. them, huh? Yeah. All of the continents except Africa and Antarctica. Wait, can you, can you say that again a little bit? All of the continents except Africa and Antarctica, I You've think. been to all the continents except for Africa and Antarctica. Yeah, that's what I think. I'm yeah. not sure. That's awesome. Uh, that is the case. There's a good story about Charis when we were going to uh, the island we lived on in Canada was called Cortez Island. Yeah. And it was like not there's another island called Cortez Island which is like the main Cortez Island but this is like another Cortez Island that's like further out you have to take two ferries to get there so he'd gone and gotten coffee while we were getting on the ferry, and he, oh. when when the ferry was leaving, he ran back and he had to jump onto <laughs> it because it had started leaving, and he just barely made it onto the ferry. Wow. That we went to that island you this did? summer. Yeah, really you, cool place. It's beautiful there, isn't it? It's so cool. We haven't been there for for a long time. We went to oh, Hollyhock. Our friends, though, Katie Rain and her mom Mary Claire, they came to Winter Count last oh, nice. year. The yeah. year before last. Actually. Oh, yeah, it was the year before last. That's pretty cool. They came. Is that yeah. Winter Camp yeah. out here? Uh, Winter Count is in Arizona. It's, it's the Primus Skills Gathering. Nice. Yeah. 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 yeah um, it recently changed spots, and that is sad sometimes. I, but it's awesome. I like it. It's I like really the new awesome, spot. too. I bet. So but, we'll yeah. put a link up to that. Can people? Yeah. Can anybody go if they want to sign up? Anybody can yeah. go. It, it costs money, or you can get yourself... You can volunteer. Yeah, that's the move. That, that's the other option. Or if you have a skill that you can teach, okay. you can become a teacher, and then all, that's also another way to go. Yeah, You don't get paid to teach. You just get to go to winner count. Yeah. Is it free if you have? Uh, I'm pretty sure. I don't because, think Andrew because pays. Because I, I, I remember uh, Spoonbill. He's the spoon carving teacher. <laughs> he went the first year, and then spoon the second bill. year he didn't want to pay, so... He went as staff because he yeah. he wasn't actually like an uh, expert spoon carver. He just decided, hey, what well, I can go free if I teach people to how, how to carve spoons. <laughs> yeah. He is a pretty good spoon carver, though. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, who determines who's an expert and who's not in the spoon carving yeah, business? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. <laughs> we got to double check this. Yeah, spoon bill. Yeah, fellas, thank you so much for taking the yeah, time. Yeah, thank to you. Tell me your stories, man. Fun to do. Heck yeah, we'll tell some more over dinner. Okay. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. here saying thank you for listening to the monkey tooth podcast if you haven't already or it's been a while check out our website mtp.dog there's plenty of information there an about tab with a little bio on andrew myself and our dog pele there's also a van build tab detailing how we did our van conversion a journal tab and we as an andrew are doing our best to keep that up to date and last but not least a contact tab where you can leave your thoughts, suggestions, or questions. You can also contact us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram, Monkey Tooth Podcast. If you would like to donate and or subscribe to the cause, you can go to Patreon and GoFundMe at Monkey Tooth Podcast. Patreon is not just a place to subscribe. We post lots of content there as well. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you. Love to all. Baby, I don't know